All right, Darian, welcome to Calibration Station. Um, yes, Darian Key, how would you like to introduce yourself? Well, hello, world. Uh, my name is Darian Key. Um, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, um, just about a couple minutes south of uh, Georgia. Um, and uh, I've done a, a lot of band, and I'm a recent graduate from Jacksonville State University in uh, Jacksonville, Alabama. Uh, where I received a degree in broadcast communications with a minor in film entertainment technology. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have any plans for your post um, school experience? Uh, well, yeah. Like uh, as far as um, like kind of, I guess we could say like long term stuff uh, is like get a job because the job is nice. Um, right now I'm looking at some different opportunities and making sure um, that I'm in different databases for film and uh, media industry here in Atlanta and uh, get moving on that so I can uh, eventually begin to climb the film ladder. Yeah, it makes sense. Are you trying to find something that's close to Atlanta particularly? Uh, yeah, it's more like... Uh, there is stuff out of Atlanta, you know, like in these past couple of years through different like tax breaks and stuff like that. Atlanta has been the, as they say, second Hollywood and stuff like that. So, I mean, something's always being recorded here. Uh, the walking dead, they record that in the town next to where I live, you know, for now. So, so do you want to get into like the, the showbiz? Is that what it's called? Um, no, no, I can't say most people would refer to it as the showbiz, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, business, the biz, you know, um, whatever your craft is, having the opportunity to do that on, on different sets and for different productions. You want to be like a producer type deal or, or what exactly do you want to do? Okay. So what I, exactly what I want to do is uh, it's a position called the director of photography Basically, the DP, it's like, so you have, like, the director, like, you know, like, executive producer, producers, the directors, and then from the director, like, the branch down is the director of photography, and the director of photography is in charge of pretty much everything involving the moving image, so, like, what's going to be on camera? Well, not only what's going to be on camera, how do we achieve what's on camera? And then from there, it goes down to, like, gaffers and electricians and stuff like that. Um, like what equipment do we need versus like what, how are we going to power it? Um, like the facilities that we have and stuff. And then uh, from there, it's like camera, the camera department. And so you can go camera department and then uh, work your way up to like DP and stuff like that. Um, but right now I'm looking at uh, some postgraduate internship opportunities um, because Ultimately, in the camera department, what I want to do is Steadicam as well. And Steadicam is pretty much um, like uh, you, you've seen you've seen uh, at games at like Penn State and stuff like that. The guys yeah. with the cameras on the side and they have like the harness. And it's almost like a drumline carrier, and um, and the an arm goes out and it like holds the camera, and it allows for like uh, smooth shots and better angles and stuff like that. That's also what I want to do. Um, and so I'm waiting for like COVID to get over to do some workshops and stuff like that, get some hands on time. But ultimately, just like I was saying through like, you, like you've probably seen at football games, uh, that's an avenue to get time in as far as uh, like, you know, getting like what your 10,000 hours or whatever for 
uh, Steadicam operation, which then can also transfer over to film, which is ultimately what I, you know, film is like the very artsy version and the art, the version that I kind of like of things. So, do you want to be a head honcho like the one calling the shots? Uh, not necessarily. Not 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 necessarily. You know, I'm kind of a play my role kind of guy. How see see how my role fits into the big picture. You know, don't really necessarily need like a super big name on or anything. That's why it's like, you know, when people are like, it's like, oh, you want to be like a director, like just kind of, you know, jump straight. It's like, well, there's people along the way that, and um, as far as like even like pay scale stuff, like uh, a DP is like high as far as like above the line position wise, but a Steadicam operator, that's like a specific thing, and there's like unions and everything, so uh-huh. it's like you're getting like paid like crazy by the hour, and depending on when you're coming in and the fact that you can like, I mean, if you know, if you really go hard in the paint, like, uh, like there's some guys on like, uh, on YouTube that have like videos documenting them, uh, plant, uh, being a uh, steady cam operators and stuff like that. If you go from like shoot, 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 that's like just pretty much a straight flow of money while maybe a director or, uh, maybe not necessarily a director, but like a DP or something like that is just kind of there, like a stagnant, you know, type thing. Um, not really, having control of volume so there's there's pros and cons but ultimately getting enough experience in other areas to build up to where you can do both that's how yeah, yeah. you know that's where the kind of cinematographer side of the, uh, comes into play okay kind of zooming out a little bit i want to talk about your jsu symbol yeah. career. yes sir yes sir yes you were, you were the section leader for a bunch of years right i was for uh yeah, yeah for two years mm-hmm. 18 and mm-hmm. 19. That's awesome, man. How how was your symbol playing experience? Like when you first joined JSU, mm-hmm. it was it like what you wanted to do, play symbols there? Was that like Well see, that's a that's a that's an interesting story. Um, because that was at a pretty interesting and like pivotal, uh, kind of like pivot point. Um hmm. as far as like which direction am I gonna go with like independent, like you know, like post high school uh, marching band stuff. Hmm. And by the time I'd say at first, it probably bleeds into the no category because in high school I played, I was in the front ensemble. I played bass, I played quads, um, you know, kind of made my way around. And then uh, there was even um, opportunities and where it looked like I was going to play cymbals and could play cymbals in high school, but I didn't want to, because, you know, it's like, you want to play drums, you know, I'm here to march, yeah, march drums yeah. on stuff. And then, uh, but luckily, some good teachers along the way left some, you know, good words of, you know, examples of just like, this is, you know, more like elite level of cymbal playing. Like, this is what this is, like, just education wise, um, and left some good blessings along the way. And then, uh, actually, which not too many people uh, necessarily know, um, but I have like a shirt from it. But my senior year of high school, I was like, okay, I definitely want to do drum corps. And so I tried out for Boston Crusaders for bass, and I got, I got cut, I got sliced. Oh no! But it was it was it was well deserved because I mean you know I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't necessarily good at bass at the time, but at the same time, uh, it was a really good experience. And then it was at uh, Hillgrove High School in Georgia, where uh, CV also rehearses out of. So they're like, hey, like you know you can go to CV, and then uh, I uh, ended up um, looking at CV, and it was like, oh. Well, these are all the same guys from like between JSU and between like even my high school 
uh, and then like just like the kind of Atlanta area in general. And I was like, oh yeah, well, we could definitely make that work. Um, so I went there, tried out for quads. Um, kind of by that point, there was some other stuff kind of set set in stone. I didn't necessarily have like the full long tract of uh, you know like progressing from like beginning to end because that's kind of a not necessarily secret, but it's it's something that's not a little easier said than done as far as an audition process from like beginning to end being at the same place. Um, but I got cut from quads there and they're like, well, we're bringing back our symbol line for the like, first time since like 2010. Um, at this point that was a uh, 2016 and I was like, would you like to play symbols? And I was like, well, you know, well, uh, well, it's like drum course. Like, okay. What options would be left to merge drums? Blah, blah, blah. It's kind of late in the game anyway. And then, uh, I went back to high school and uh, I had talked to uh, my symbol tech there, uh, Katie Rose. And uh, it was like, I have this opportunity. Like, should I do this? Blah, blah, blah whatever. She was like, yes, uh, it's, you know, it seems pretty cool. You know, uh, at that point, um, it was like uh, the symbol scene, you know, like evolving, you know, like it has kind of over the years and stuff like that. And so I went back, took the contract. And then that was the first time I had uh, ever played cymbals. And then through the, was your first uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, at Atlanta CV. And so uh, then I kind of had uh, between having indoor drumline, um, I ended up kind of not uh, teach like not teaching myself, but having to almost actually kind of futuristic to think about it now, um, like through Facebook, uh, through video assignments and stuff like that. And it was on 20s, and we would eventually use 18s. Um, and uh, the symbol tech, uh, Melissa, now Parsons, um, but at the time, Melissa DuPont, um, like through her videos and like uh, talking through stuff and all that, eventually we made it through to the end of the in that indoor season, my senior year. Uh, and then at that point, it was just camps. And, and I got better and stronger. I was like, ooh, I, I like, this is kind of cool. I want to do this. And of course, you know, all the good friendships and, you know, that's that's DCA. Yeah, <laughs> that's DCA. You know, you know, you know, something about DCA, you know, shout out Bucks. <laughs> shout out the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> shout out the Bucks base. Shout out Bucks base. Yeah. So did you go from um, DCA straight to JSU? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Con yeah. Connecting the dots. Um, I had to miss. Uh, there was like a lot of stuff overlapped. I had to miss. Um, a CV camp uh, for JSU auditions, and and then eventually the summer comes, you know, and then we have uh, we had Rochester, Rochester at that time, um, and uh, I had to I we had a JSU game where uh, someone that I marched with at the time that eventually would tech me, Glenn Taylor, uh, played we played them uh, at uh, UNA at JSU, uh, University of North Alabama, and then. I went back to Atlanta, flew up to Rochester. Um, so I missed the Niagara Falls, like kind of free day deal. And then uh, got off the plane, went to went to rehearsal, a rehearsal site, which was cool because it was like going from like the airport to like the middle of nowhere, Rochester. I had like no clue where I was. I was like, dude, if this if this if this goes down, like uh, if something goes down, I would just have no clue where I am right now. But it was pretty cool. And we had that. Got back on the plane, went back to JSU, and then um, finished up my uh, freshman year marching on the JSU Spartan Army. So was doing JSU's band like uh, way different than drum corps or your high school, or was it pretty similar? 
it was it was way different from my high school, but I would say it's not necessarily far away from drum corps in the mm. sense that it's kind of like a show up and like we're going to do our like we're going to go hard and we're going to do our job type deal. And, you know, when you have like 500 people in a marching band, of course, a large majority ends up doing like drum corps or some form of, you know, other um, oh, what's our independent like marching something. Uh, so there's like, you know, uh, I'd say, uh, the way we, we, me and some of my friends and brothers had described it was the, it's kind of like a hard, like a, a hard day of JSU is like, uh, easier to like middle of the road, like drum corps day in the sense that even though it is like, what, like Monday through, uh, Saturday for like the thicker parts of the season, um, it's still it's still like a lot of marching around, but at the same time, it's very fun with a very warm, inviting college atmosphere at the friendliest campus in the South, Jacksonville State University. Oh wow! Home of marching Southerners. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Did you yeah. guys only have one show throughout your season or throughout yeah. your semester? Yeah, okay. yeah, it was a it was a consistent one. Um, you know, like through like uh, people like you that march at Penn State. Um, I have other friends. I march at like Georgia State, um, other schools that do, you know, kind of rotating shows uh, throughout. And it's like, it's like, yeah, like we have like one show and like we clean the beats, we write cool symbol visuals that like we perfect all season long. And, uh, you know, as far as like the the general band, like uh, wind instruments and stuff like, yeah, they have the same stuff. Um, and then, but that environment really allows for, you know, like a show and the kind of the possibilities of, um, getting to like the end of that, the medium that is like college marching band um, that, you know, maybe some, some other places don't necessarily uh, have the opportunity to get to with the rotating shows, but at the same time that, you know, like that college band experiences, that college band yeah, experience yeah. is a great time. No matter what. So what was leadership like once you stepped into the leadership role of the symbol, the symbol line, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, getting into kind of leadership at Jacksonville State, um, when I when I first went in, my ultimate mission was understanding that JSU's music department is world renowned, very very highly accredited, very uh, respected. Um, you know, even like um, just kind of like with our outreach with uh, marching band, like you know, you up at Penn State know about Jacksonville State. You know, so it's like me wanting to be a good representative for that. Um, you know, kind of the people that go out and do drum corps, go teach drum corps, go out and become music educators. So, you know, uh, a lot of percussion uh, teachers, techs, stuff like that, don't necessarily get the chance on their percussive journey of learning uh, while participating in the marching arts or moving on eventually from whatever positions they kind of start at might not necessarily get the chance to march cymbals and even more so might not necessarily get the chance to perfect cymbals or, you know, march cymbals under uh, people with like a kind of deep understanding as far as that symbol eye for things. And so my whole goal was if this is the one place in their marching career, their teaching career, their band career, whatever it is where they get to march cymbals, I want to a provide them, the a lot uh, the ability to go to do whatever they want to do if it ends up being in the symbol direction, 
But also, if they're ever in the driver's seat of like a drum line, rather it be a high school, a drum court, something like that, whatever, it's like this is it's like okay, I've marched um, a place where I understand like okay, we're starting with like Garfield grip. You know, at the very least, we'll be able to do like you know um, some unload, reload type stuff. Um, you know, bishops, uh, you know, bucket dips, all that kind of stuff. And then having the opportunity for that two years in a row, um, you know, kind of just continuing that momentum of like, if this will be my last season, if it won't, whatever it will be, just treating it as like we're, we're still continuing from where we are um, while also keeping 100% in mind wherever the last person is, prog progress rise or ability with um, visuals or with flips or, you know, seeing cross stuff like that, whatever like, you know, helping them, you know, move forward because we move forward as a pact or as a army, if you will. That's incredible, man. Dude, the difference between Penn State and JSU is like, mm -hmm. like you said, we do those rotational games. So mm -hmm. we never really get into, um, we never get the chance to clean stuff like mm -hmm. to the degree that you guys get to. Yeah. So I was always... Like I was the only person who knew how to do the buckets and like, yeah. like even just the bucket, that's so basic, but it was just so scary. Like um, the, my symbol mates didn't really want to learn, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to force it on them. Like right. I, I was, I was a nobody <laughs> like straight up. I was just here and every, everybody in the blue band just knew me as a goofball. Like they didn't mm. think, there's actually surprisingly like a lot of the Penn State people, they know about drum corps, but they don't mm -hmm. know about like cymbal playing. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Oh, it's yeah. it's it's beyond niche. And yeah, yeah. part of like even way back to the swapping from like like when I made that kind of decision as time went on of like, okay, we're going like kind of full all gas, no brakes on the cymbals. It's like this is this is a niche thing. And yeah. it's it's always always an understanding of like uh you know people you first say rather you do East Coast technique West Coast technique um uh like you know a more traditional like uh, college style or a more you know new age college style whatever it is when you say symbols it's a major toss up of whatever yeah. that picture is gonna <laughs> be when people in people's head like you say snares like Nick Cannon instantly. Yeah, right? it's like oh, you play the snare drum, Nick can. You know, you say quads. They're thinking about like a drum set or something. Um, yeah, but it's like when you when you say cymbals, it's like, mm, like you know, what what style? There's just there's just so many. Yeah, it's it's honestly crazy how um, I went from OC. Hold on, let me turn my charger on. <laughs> I went from um, playing cymbals at OC, and mm -hmm. like two days later, I just jumped in the PSU. Yeah, uh, the blue band. I didn't know anything i didn't even prepare yeah but and like it was crazy because i went from such a high level of cymbal playing to like pretty much i don't even know how to describe it i don't want to be mean to the, my own like band but yeah i feel it was, it was pretty much like i was back at square one like yeah completely fresh start well well here's the thing here's the thing that's that's not an issue because i right I went from slinging crazy brass with you guys, right? East Coast technique on the West Coast back to back to square one myself, right? 
if I'm going back and I'm teaching some uh, some some people uh, who've never played symbols before, and I'm doing the same basic breakdown stuff like with them for them breaking it down, you know, kind of slow like that. Uh, same thing with you going back and it's like as you uh, you know maybe introduce some ideas or show some stuff. It's like it's it's the pace, like I said, right? The person in the back, so wherever they are, you know, you trying to right. kind of trying to explain this, you know, different world. I mean, imagine uh, some a senior who you know has just played like I don't know, like three, four years snare or something at their high school, and now they're coming to like JSU, and I'm fresh off, uh, fresh <laughs> off tour, and yeah. you know they've you know uh, what through maybe through uh, through the summer and stuff as far as um, some of the information we disseminate, but as far as you know flipping as a line and stuff starting at square one, so yeah, I mean going back to square one from something as intense as drum core. Com completely yeah completely understandable you know was it difficult for you going back to jsu after oc no, no because jsu really genuinely is like home um oh, especially awesome. during during that time in college and stuff and it's like i said it's like uh going from high intensity high intensity high intensity to like intensity 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 okay. it's like oh <laughs> it's like this is it's like it's fun you know yeah yeah Dude, that's so awesome. My my experience was totally like <laughs> high intensity. So like the cymbal playing was just high level. Mm -hmm. And then I got to blue band and everyone's just dicking around. And I was like, oh, this is yeah. awesome. Like I'm not taking anything seriously. But that, well, that's that's kind of a lie because I didn't know how to play drums at all. I didn't mm. know what the hell I was doing. And you had to audition on by playing a snare piece. Yeah. Like I remember I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't realize it at That's the funny. time, but the cymbal players play on a cymbal station. You have your hi hat, a crash cymbal, and a ride cymbal. Yeah. And it, you I just saw that on Facebook. Yeah. So I I realized when I joined the blue band, when I joined the cymbal line, mm -hmm. I was actually probably the worst player. Even though I had all this cymbal playing experience, mm -hmm. I haven't ever drummed <laughs> right so I, I was like pretty much the worst and i like took that to heart i was like oh this can't this can't keep happening i need to do something about this like and as I far just as grinded. yeah yeah as far oh, as yeah, drumming drumming. Mm -hmm. drumming i just grinded like it was it was a lot of fun actually but See, I but just, that's that that's where the e for effort comes into play right because it's like that's another thing about that's so special about that that symbol world is like right i uh, I played quads in high school. I played bass in high school. I played drums in high school. I played drum set. Uh, at Mystique right now, the the two other guys that we have right now, they uh, they played uh, trumpet in high school, and then eventually it's like cymbals for indoor, right? And that was like that start for that, and then now taking that to the max, and then uh, same thing as far as like people going from kind of a, a instrument to instrument standpoint. Uh, not everybody, not everybody starts drumming, but you're still eventually going to be on the drum line. And what I think really comes into play is that E for effort as far as like, I'm not a drummer. I don't necessarily particularly understand drums, but I know a lot about cymbals. And for me to bring my cymbals expertise to this environment, I need to know how to drum at yeah, least yeah. this much. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. And you know, I, and at the end of the day, I mean, hey, you didn't get cut, right? It worked out. No, so didn't get cut. That is, yeah, that there you go. <laughs> All right, kind of panning over to a different question. 
Yeah. Uh, what What do you think has influenced you the most? Okay. Yeah. So as far as the uh, people who've influenced me the most, it's the people that came before me in the places that I aspired to be and where I am right now, and also the friends that I met along the way. Now, I know that sounds like, you know, like poetic and stuff like that, but it, it genuinely is, is like, you know, it's like, who are the influences? It's like, uh, just like the endless list of people that had, you know, marched, uh, you know, drum corps, college band with like JSU, indoor, rather that be like Mystique or Quest or um, drum corps wise, as far as like, you know, like the Oregon boys and stuff like that. So it's like those, like those people. And then also like people like you, right? People like my brothers of the JSU drumline, stuff like that, um, you know, uh, fellow CMCM mates, like those are like the um, people I march with the quest. Like every, people from anywhere, you know, that like, it's friends. like really the friends and like the people yeah. that you that you meet along the way. Because that's like that ind like independent is like such a big word when it comes into like drum corps and uh, indoor and stuff like that. Because it's like you are like an adult. It's like you're on your own now. Like you can choose to do this. You can choose to not do this. You can choose to go hard in the paint. You can choose to go not hard in the paint. Like, you know, it's if you're having a good time, keep having a good time or not. It's like it's up to you. And yeah, it's just it's the people. It's the people. That's man. awesome. Do you th can you think of any like specific moment you had like a pivotal mindset change and like how you're going through band? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I got to JSU. All right now the turnaround on the the turnaround on this is quick, but uh, December of my uh, senior year of high school, I uh, got a contract for a CV to play cymbals. Right? Yeah. Uh, went through, uh, did that season, got to JSU. Right, which like kind of kicked in, it's like uh, as far as getting information and stuff like that. Like during the summer, March that season, and then. Uh, during that season, there's a lot of people at JSU that march uh, Mystique. And uh, I remember uh, I was going to Chandler McCoy for quad lessons because I was still uh, trying to play quads at the time. I, I auditioned on quads, at other, uh, on quads at other places um, and bass at a couple other places and stuff like that. But uh, I was talking to Chandler and uh, people like Josh Faust, Sarah Dickey, Brent Dunn, stuff like that. People who were uh, marching that year it was like, uh, if you want to march Mystique, you need to come up and audition as soon as you can. And I was like, well, I mean, I cannot come up there on quads. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm looking at like trying to march open places on, on quads right now and stuff. I'm like, like that would just be, it, it would not set myself up if that was something that I wanted to do in the future, which it would have been at that time. And then I remember uh, one, day, one day we were just like out at a, like somebody's house or something. It's like, well, it's like, well, you know, like, what about symbols? Um, it's like, you know, they have uh, like some spots and stuff from like age out situations or vet stuff or whatever. I was like, symbols? What? And at the same time, even though in the grand scheme of things, um, like my symbol skill and like if I was to go up there on like bass or something or like my quad skills and stuff, even though they were all kind of at like the same level, like if we're RPG mode activate, I'm just kidding. If, if it, like all my stats are at the kind of like the same level as far as like 
just breaking past into like independent, like a uh, college type stuff. But at the same time, symbols was, was fresher. Right. So it was like, you know, um, if I like, uh, you know, we have Facebook now, um, they, they send a lot of information and stuff like that. And, you know, I can talk to different people, whatever. Um, and there's a million, uh, mystique people down here anyway. So let me go, uh, uh, let me get my stuff together and like go up there on audition. So I go up there and audition like the first camp and, you know, it's like this world that I had thought about and like dreamt of from like high school, from like high school days and stuff like that. And like earlier in my band career and like why I originally liked indoor and, you know, was like eventually into March anyway. It was like, wow, like this is like, this is like the summit. Like this is pretty, this is some pretty high end stuff right here. And, you know, like characters um, and like people that I had known and seen like uh, having blocks run by Ben Lupton, you know, like meeting Josh Nelson, um, Shane Gwaltney, stuff like that. Um, and then also seeing uh, at that point, kind of getting back to your question, like the pivotal point of it. I was up there green as could be what we call in the film industry green, like fresh. Yeah. Like when I start getting these jobs and stuff, I'm going to be green and I'm going to yeah, be fresh. Right. But the thing about being green is being honest about it. Right. Don't get, don't get anybody hurt on set. Right. <laughs> so I went up there and I was new, but the thing is, of course, right. They're camps, right. It's meant to get better. Right. You go to a camp, you take the feedback, uh, rather that be a full year rotation. Like it was, uh, in this situation, or rather be from like a camp to camp or uh, I don't know nowadays with like zoom camps, I guess, and stuff like that as well. But like all that, it was just like, if my eyes got completely wide opened at that time, it's like, okay, these, these are symbols like these guys, like these guys, these guys are crazy. These guys are fast. Look at these videos. Oh my goodness. Dude, this was here the whole time. And the thing was, it was here the whole time. It was there the whole time. But the thing about, uh, symbols I've you know grown to love is that that complementary element where it complements and is instilled as a part of the ensemble in such a sweet way, honestly. Um, and part of re the reason I wanted to uh, go to Mystique was the way that the symbols are involved with uh, as far as the production and get tied in. You know, um, I've, I know I've spoken to some people who uh, maybe felt like. Uh, you know, the symbol section was used a little more visually than, you know, they would have liked and stuff like that. But um, I think I think they do a good job of we do a good job. And the people who design the shows do a great job of um, incorporating symbols and pushing forward the activity while also paying homage to the, in respects to the history within a production was auditioning at Music City similar mm -hmm. to audition auditioning at OC? Yes. Yes. It, it really, honestly, it, it really, really was. Uh, I'd say the only difference, at least for me, uh, right, that I think it's down to like the personal stuff, but having to fly across the country, which was fun, uh, being able to see Oregon, right? Imagine like the, the cut scene. Me walking through the duffel bag, walking through the breezeway in the airport. And it's like, instead of like, is it like New York is like Oregon or something like, you know, whatever. But like, that was, that was crazy. That was fun. Um, but as far as like, like uh, DJ, 
it's like at Mystique, it's like DJ and like a couple other techs or other people. While with OC, it was like DJ and then um, eventually like Alex. Um, but it's it's interesting because it is, but at the same time, it is a little different. Um, like in the symbol room, as far as like mentally wise, it's like it's the same because DJ March Mystique. That's yeah. like DJ's mindset transferred that over to us. While uh, visually, like not necessarily uh, with uh, in regards to the body, like marching, um, like marching is a lot more intense than the marching audition process was um, for OC and stuff. I'm but sure. at the same time, um, shout out Austin, you know what I'm saying? Holding it down. Shout out what uh connecticut hurts <laughs> yeah for sure. yeah how, how about from atlanta quest to music city how are those mm-hmm. auditions because it's in the relatively the same mm-hmm. area right yeah um i say for me personally right i've always been it's like whatever it is this thing that i'm trying to do like especially once i learn like the differences and the core differences and kind of styles of symbols especially like that, you know, like that small, like the differences of like, I don't know, just seeing like a map and seeing like the different layers of like how different techniques have like moved about and what gets used where and different stuff like that. The, the quest audition was, uh, I say it was a big deal to me because right. That's like the first world group. Um, and it was like, uh, like being called in, uh, to go on audition, uh, having uh, Melissa, who I had marched with in high school, um, and just all that. It was a, it was just like a more of a kind of luminal like first, versus like by the time I got around to Mystique, it was like, it was like battle hard and like, bro, like we just gotta, we just gotta do this, man. Like, <laughs> you know, like get swole, like we know the job type deal, especially after auditioning at mystique because you gotta remember i auditioned at mystique before i auditioned at quest um and so kind of having that precedent set it was just like mine to whatever like whatever it is i need to do and where i need to do it but yeah were you like an easy fit into the aq um symbol line well i i would have to say i would have to say yes (laughs) because like that was dude that was such a uh, cool group of people to march with being able to march on a majority female line. Like that's a, like, you know, I look at kind of the DNA of things like that with uh, ensembles I was, I've been with and been a part of and stuff. And not, not many people get to uh, get to say that um, unless it's like, you know, like kind of like a, what, like they have like some of the high schools that are like all grown stuff, but you know, me and Arnold holding it down um, <laughs> from the male perspective and Rachel, Ashley and Melissa and, uh, I'd say also, yes, because um, with Atlanta Quest being like that, you know, like local, like, well, like 40 minutes north group uh, for being in high school and stuff and like Tex having marched there and all that stuff. Um, you know, I had already marched with Melissa. Um, Arnold was extremely chill. Uh, Melissa had marched with Rachel and Ashley already. So at that point, it was like, it's like, this is Darian, you know, kind of yeah. thing. So, cool, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I think we drove really well, and that was a that was a really dope ensemble to be be a part of for sure. 
Yeah, I think that type of networking stuff goes a long way. Like yeah. a lot of people talk about, you know, man, that guy got the spot because he knows the tech and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I think, honestly, I think that's fair. You know, maybe it's not. Maybe it's like. There's a thing. There's a. It's like there's a difference between like uh like think of like kind of like i was saying and honestly the parallels that run in my head between the film industry and like uh, uh like working in media and with uh band world with the band world are crazy but it's like yeah. think about it like this right there's so many things that are like that dip that mean different things to different people and mean and legitimately kind of mean different things here and there or whatever and it's not necessarily about uh you know if you uh, have like favor with this person, if you have this or whatever, as much as it is uh, like knowing and trusting and the amount of trust that goes with like, you know, letting someone into an ensemble or someone making an ensemble or whatever. Also understand, I, I say this from with outside perspective, I've never set a line or anything like that, but um, from speaking with people who have, it's like there's a, a an amount of trust. And if you have that trust from, having texted someone before, having known their track record, um, if they've, you know, marched places where you know that someone in charge over there sets a standard. I mean, it's, you know, at the same time, it's what, WGI Sport of the Yards, um, you know, DCI, um, you know, like it's, uh, you know, we have sport uh, kind of as far as like outdoor marching championships and sound sport <laughs> and um, all that stuff. And it's the same thing with what, between like uh, college athletics, professional right professional football professional basketball baseball whatever it might be it's like you know uh getting experience in specific places so that you can you know tailor your path right same thing with uh with uh the film world you know starting out as a pa you have a million and one routes but you have to you know narrow yourself down to what it is that you want to do um as you you know a of course, at first, be open to everything, right? That's right. Like I, like I said at the beginning, open everything. I'm open to symbols, right? And then seeing then where the windows line up to, it's like, you know, through marching here, through getting experience from here, through being taught by this person here, by that person there, uh, marching with this person or those people or whatever, you know, it. that's just part of, um, I say, kind of uh, ascending to whatever your dreams might be. Are you going to teach band? Nope, not. I'm not planning to. I'm. I'm honestly. I'm not planning to. Um, What's the reason for that? It doesn't appeal you know, to you. It's not that it necessarily doesn't appeal to me, as much as it is. Uh, there's a lot of people um, out there that can teach really well. That if that was like their their one thing they do really really well at it so for me personally with me having um you know majored in something that i'm also extremely passionate about and there's you know a lot of time um commitment kind of necessary and stuff like that i don't necessarily plan or see myself uh being in the opportunity or having the opportunity to teach um but at the same time uh like I was saying earlier with connections and different stuff like that, uh, I can still go in, right? And what, what do they, they, they have the consultant role 
stuff like yeah. that. Or, you know, just going in and just checking, just checking people out, you know, like checking people out um, where it's like, uh, if it's like, oh, well, I know I march with this guy who's the caption at here. And I also know his symbol tech. Like, it's like, what? I don't know, just like coming in for like a rehearsal or whatever, seeing something. It's like, you know, giving my, giving my little two cents or whatever, um, kind of like that versus like being at one dedicated place. Uh, the point I was I was saying before, <laughs> uh, I marched at JSU, right, with a lot of music majors, with a lot of music majors. And so I, with me being, having majored in something else other than music, I know and knew and accepted at the beginning of my career, uh, marching band career, that there was kind of going to be a point where it's like the commit time commitment that it would take to uh, give to this, like after age out, isn't necessarily going to be um, as available to, I think, teach the best of my ability or to pass on those skills, you know, long term wise, at least. But at when the same you... time. Sorry. <laughs> when did you realize that you had a passion for the film industry? Um, I realized I had a passion for the film industry when I was in high school and in my county, we had uh, something called Central Education Center and we had a broadcasting class that they offered there where like people from all three high schools in our county, because our county is kind of smaller in Georgia, uh, come to one place and they have like, you know, professional grade broadcasting equipment, mm -hmm. professional TriCaster, professional uh, lighting grid, prof just uh, a professional teacher. And so I was doing all that. I did that for two years. And at that point, by the time I graduated, um, I got uh, nominated for an Emmy uh, through the oh. uh, Georgia, uh, Georgia College, like a broadcasting um, through Natus, um, long form nonfiction documentary, which is actually a documentary about indoor drum life, where I interviewed different people um, and stuff like that. And just talking about what indoor is with uh, back when WGI Zone was a thing on YouTube. And um, I remember I called up WGI and everything for like, as far as uh, pre-production plan stuff goes, uh, called them up and was like, hey, is it fine if I use this, Bob, if I download from YouTube? They're like, yep, just give us just give us credit. I was like, all right, thank you very much. Like logged it, went in, downloaded it, uh, 1080 and 720, 2016, you know, we weren't really necessarily around to 4K super duper yet. But um, uh, what was I saying? You got into um, the film stuff really early. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. So I had uh, that class. Eventually, it was like, okay, I need to major in, in something at school. And I was actually looking at supply chain logistics and a little bit more business side stuff. But math, bro. <laughs> just can't you. do it. Not for me, dog. Respect, but not for me. And so I was like, well... There's a little bit more passionate, a little bit more artsy, but still good money, depending on which path I take. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with this. This would be pretty cool. Because I had also been so, doing it at other places like uh, my church, um, shooting projects uh, like Atlanta 48 Hour Film Festival, stuff like that. So, well, sorry, go dude, ahead. That's, it's kind of like, um, I, I think we're kind of like backwards a little bit. Maybe not too much, but. Basically, I got started in drum corps really early. Yeah. And I was like, um, going into my sophomore year of high mm -hmm. school, that's when I first started doing DCA. And I was like, yeah, 
this is awesome. I'm going to be the best symbol player ever. And <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life though. I thought I was just mm-hmm. going to play symbols for forever. <laughs> but I I realized um in college, probably my junior year that mm-hmm. I wanted to do electromagnetism with like electrical engineering and I was like, "Yes. That's super dope. This is this is what I want." Which was actually after our OC season, which is yeah, you know, that's like pretty late for me. I well, I think it's late, but mm. you know, there's so many people out there that don't know what they want to do with their lives. So I honestly can't complain. I, I think I'm in a good spot. So yeah, if you if you know what the passion is and you have the passion, that's that's good. Yeah, for sure. So Darian, let me ask you my favorite question. Yeah. What is your greatest strength in life? Well, back to kind of what I was saying earlier. I feel like uh, as far as like knowing how to play my part, no matter what that is, rather it be band stuff, rather it be life stuff, rather it be uh, professional like job stuff, like just knowing like where I fit in the equation and how to be the most efficient, like whatever that thing is. And just like staying in my lane and doing that thing, respecting the line, you know, as far as that stuff goes. Like, like um, seeing the big picture. You're, yeah. You know where you fit in the puzzle. Exactly, exactly. And then um, also I kind of say just like my, uh, like my level-headedness, you know, like I'm not really, uh, you know, like there's a lot of people um, as far as having like, you know, maybe uh, situations like, you know, them kind of expressing it a little bit more. And that's not necessarily a bad thing at all. Um, but I don't know, just kind of having like a more like streamlined, um, thought process on things and like the, it's just kind of like, I don't know, just, you know, not getting shook by stuff because life can shake you, man. Especially if we learned anything in 2020, don't get shook. There is, there is one moment in particular that doesn't really have to do with like the big picture stuff, but I just Mm -hmm. thought of it and I was like. Darian, I use this a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. It's um, when you called over uh, Mr. Grimes, Sig Grimes, you called him over and you, you said, uh, are you busy? Like whenever whenever we're just doing stuff and like, yeah, you, we want to ask them something, but we, we want to be polite about it. Mm-hmm. And you just hit him with a, uh, do you have a second or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's, oh man, I don't know. I, I've been using it a lot. <laughs> and I, I mean, like that's, it. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the thing as far as like, you know, I think it ultimately goes back to like, uh, not that anybody's like disrespectful or anything, but just kind of like, uh, like just being professional and just respectful about a lot of things because it's like, ultimately, I guess, golden rule style or whatever. It's like, however, in this situation, I would want somebody to approach me, I'm going to approach that person. And more than likely, the way that I would approach them with that is how they'd want um, right. to be approached. It's like seeing something from a different perspective, from the yeah, other yeah. perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's like that's something I'm trying to do with this podcast is mm-hmm. like get more of those experiences. Like I'm all I know is me. Like everything <laughs> yeah. that I know is like what is around me. But I want to know about like other people so that I can kind of build myself and kind of use your influence to mm-hmm. kind of shape my my um I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like my repertoire like, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like putting, just putting like the, 
the insights that the friends that you've surrounded yourself with over the years yeah. on wax. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So do you have a memorable memory that comes to mind when you think of your past, whether that's band related or in a school setting? Something you're, how about, let's, let's try to narrow it down. How about mm -hmm. something like you're really proud of, of yourself for? Um, I'd say, well, you know, just recently um, here in December, I was definitely happy and proud to get my um, diploma from Jacksonville State University. Uh, it's definitely a big one. Um, but of course, you know, that's a more recent one. Did you feel like it was a long time coming? Like you finally made it? Yeah, but honestly, uh, kind of going back to what you were saying about like uh, me, like teach me not teaching and like me kind of having that line to stand with age out stuff. I'm kind of stepping into a different world for a time. Um, it allowed me to use band during my time in college to where it was like, you know, it's like, of course, the it went by so quiet, so fast, it went by so, uh, so slow at the same time kind of thing. It's like I had both. Um, both were kind of like a getaway um, for each other while I was like, you know, honing my craft in both. And, you know, with band having a cutoff, like a time limit, you know, that was like, you got to get there, you know, like before 21, 22. Um, and then like, uh, of course, pandemic stuff now. Um, but then also with film, it's like just staying on pace with getting better and honing my craft and, you know, learning equipment and roles on set and, getting my uh, reels and experience together. Great, man. Do you think the pandemic has helped you in any way? Mm. Like giving you any opportunities that you might maybe wouldn't have had? No, no, we're definitely, we're, <laughs> we're definitely in the red on it. Like last summer I should have interned at like one or two places. Um, I should have been like on the West coast talking to a couple different people doing stuff this past semester um you know i should have been a little bit more on the move uh and then like coming back because my original plan right because you got to remember you graduated uh high school in 2016 right 2016 I, yeah i graduated in 2016 so us to graduate on time was uh spring of 2020 right yes right and so I was like, you know, I got this band stuff going, you know, like life is lovely. It's crazy. All right. I'm going to, I decided like after a little while that I was going to extend my, uh, by a semester. Right. Because then it'd be, all right, we're done with band, go into the summer, intern, come back just this semester of just school. No, no JSU Spartan army or Southerners or anything. And then, uh, into the workforce or last indoor season. Cause this is my bonus year on paper. Um, and this is like my true age out and I am aging out, uh, at time of recording in two weeks, I'll be officially done with marching band. What's up? Shout out CMC, shout out COC, thank you, you already know, um, Spartan Army, but a lot of stuff, let's shout out. Uh, as far as the, what the, I lost it on the shout outs. <laughs> I forgot what you were talking, what we were talking about too. Um, I to say AP. By the way, shout out to ATL. <laughs> shout out to ATL. <laughs> um, Something about your age out. Oh, oh no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was saying how, how it had affected me. Yeah. Finish my age out and then like um, move into like somewhere in Atlanta or look like New York stuff or even like LA, whatever, it, really anywhere stuff for like film stuff. But 
now I'm kind of like landlocked um, for the time being. But um, I, like I said, I am putting in for different opportunities and things are on the up and up because recruiters yeah. and hiring managers are posting a lot more positions now. Um, and just genuinely, the, the, the longer we go down the road in Biden's America of a lot of people getting the vaccine, um, the film, film world will be back to normal operating procedures, you know, sooner rather than later by stock now, you know, so. Yeah, that's a really interesting major, the film industry, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Thank you. I don't, I don't really know what, <laughs> where I was going with that. Because, like, my world is so specific. It's just yeah. electrical engineering. And electrical engineering super broad, but the stuff that I do, it's all just, like, it's only, it's it's all what I know. Like, this is all I'm familiar with. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, you got to remember, like, the thing about college is, right, you choose, like, which path you go down and for what it is you're going to do. So, like, even the split off of, like, where I stopped, like, learning math and you continued, then I started learning about lenses. And then I started yeah. learning about the difference between prime and uh, cine lenses and F-stops and T-stops while you're learning about bit by bit, or, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever robot talk kind of stuff. So it's like <laughs> just kind of branching out into whatever your thing is, you know, it's like they get a little bit more distance, but at the same time, there are certain things, you know, that happen in common. And the best part I, I like about film stuff, right, is, uh, and specifically, actually, uh, one thing that I picked up a lot more on this past semester, and just having lived through a pandemic, honestly, is uh, my genuine like and love, I believe, I, I, I'll pick up love once I actually shoot like a full-time one, and I'll be like, okay, that was a terrible positive, that was good. But I really do like docu documentaries um, and shooting documentaries. Um, and the thing, cause the thing about a documentary is as soon as you shoot a realistic documentary about something like in the real world, at that point, that's just that thing. So if I came and I documented you doing your, uh, electronic engineering stuff and it was like, we had to, you know, explain in, in detail, like, all right, Brian's about to explain it. It's like this chunk, I'm explaining this part, next thing, you know, you put it on, then you, uh, you put it in the can and you edit it and put it together as a documentary top down. That's what you do. Of course we can get meta, right? That's behind the scenes where a camera's pointing at the person with the camera. Right. <laughs> and then, and just really for anything, uh, I don't know, save the whales documentary or whatever, marine biology, uh, global activism meets film, you know? So, uh, yeah. And that multimedia design class, I was like, I realized like, uh, what is it? Uh, video journalism and just kind of like the digital journalism side of things. Uh, it's like, you can be a journalist just from having a camera and, you know, of course, right through Twitter, social media, all that kind of big broad stuff. Now it's like, you, you know, broadcast yourself you can go live from wherever with whatever. Um, and we see how that's impacted things, some for good, some, so not so much for good. Um, the kind of the, the documentary holds that same power. What are your thoughts on social media? Um, actually, actually, I, I, this is getting like a little too long that I don't oh, want to edit so? it. So okay, I want to okay. ask you more questions after um, stop recording. Okay. But for now, Darian, do you have any advice for your listeners? Yes. My number one piece of advice. 
is FYB. Follow <laughs> your dreams. Follow your Find dreams. your chalice. Like if there's anything that you want to do, rather it be uh, switching a major, rather it be trying to figure out what you want to do in life, rather it be marching band, trying to march an ensemble, trying to do something, switching instruments or you might be interested in another one or something like just any of that stuff. Just do it. Literally just do it. Because if you really genuinely put in the time and work and commitment, you'll uh, you'll be able to do whatever you want. You're going to meet some pretty crazy cats along the way. I'll tell you what. Some solid advice, man. Incredible. All right. Thank you so much, Darian Key, for absolutely, joining absolutely. us today. Thank you, B. Saying. Yeah, thank you to our listeners. COC. Peace.